What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. What's up, fellas? Yo. What's up? Yo. Rumba the set call me booby. When the most they show me boobies. <laughs> I saw my <laughs> neck on the coolest. How about the suicide with the ooze? How y'all doing, man? It's Friday. We here. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, so we are without Chris, but um, that's okay, though, because we got somebody who's over here in his stead so we're gonna we're gonna keep this we're gonna keep this going we got ourselves a special guest good friend former colleague of mine uh we got brandon bird in the house better watch him out what's good brandon oh nothing man i appreciate the invite thanks for having me. yeah we appreciate you coming through man chopping it up with us for the one time you know so hey i will say this man yesterday man i was fucked up man <laughs> Man, why he help me, man? If it was y'all, I would have helped y'all. Man, I ain't mean for them to ambush you like that. <laughs> why? Why baseball like that? <laughs> my man just straight pulled me over. He's like, I'm calling him right now. I'm like, dang, dog. Like, you for real. So call him out, Debo. No, I'm just messing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fellas. We um, yeah, just to give you guys a little bit of background, when we were inviting Mr. Brandon Bird on this episode, there was another individual who was uh he caught wind of it. He was uh, a little upset about it. So he was, he was just joking around, but he, uh, he's trying to get on an episode in the, in the future. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate, well, we appreciate you for just hopping on this with us, man. Cause for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about divorce and everything. And, and the thing is, I'm sure that my, my podcast mates are probably, uh, not feeling marriage right now. So we want to have somebody come in and kind of speak favorably of marriage, kind of champion marriage and, and everything like that. So we wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit because, you know, I'm pretty biased behind it all, but mainly we just wanted to hear someone else's story and how they're, how they're feeling about it. But I mean, before we even get to any of that, man, we just want to see if you might be able to tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, what you do, Kind of a quick little snapshot of who Brandon Bird is. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, I'm Brandon Bird. I'm hey, 37 years old. I currently uh, work as an immigration manager for a, a staffing company. Um, we'll, we'll leave their name out of it, but uh, <laughs> great company. I've been with them for 10 years, and uh, I've been married for um, it'll be five years. As of next week, my uh, fifth year anniversary is next week, and uh, we have a two-year-old son, and I'm glad I get to be here to talk about the the positives of marriage. You know, I think I heard some of your guys' last couple podcasts, and, you know, everyone has their own experience, so, you know, I'm hoping to, you know, shed some light on on some of the positives. Yeah, thank goodness, man, (laughs) because... Yeah, for the past <laughs> just is like, yeah, I am not doing it at all. Like that man just fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit. Not, not Justin Wills. No, sir. Yeah, yeah man. She took all the shit though. She took everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, we feel bad for him for Mark G, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh you heard that episode, but yeah, oh, he's yeah. he's he's bouncing back. Um because of the fact that he got divorced during the pandemic in the thick of the COVID. Yeah. I I know that that kind of affected him, but it was nice having him on the episode with us because I'm sure that he had a lot of bottled up emotions and a lot of feelings that he couldn't get off his chest. And that's what we like to do over here at men of the year. We, we talk about things that are like forbidden taboo topics and things like that. So that, 
you know, a lot of men can can understand that they're not alone. So that's all, man. We just want to just want to see how it goes. So we like I said, we appreciate you for coming through and letting us know what marriage looks like through the lens of Brandon Bird. So. Yeah, no, nah, I'm excited to chop it up. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, man, I got to get this like out. So what's your overall view of marriage? <laughs> he took a sip of his drink. Yeah, I was like, let me get my drink in here first. <laughs> you know, you hear like the the old sayings that you know marriage isn't for everyone, and I definitely believe that. You know, there's a there's a time and a place. You know, I couldn't imagine 25 year old Brandon being married. You know, that relationship would have ended really quick. So. Um, you know, I think it's about <laughs> being at the right place in your life at, at the right time and then finding the right partner. And I think that that's hard to do, uh, you know, because there's no perfect relationship. And, you know, I think once you, you accept that idea, you start to find the things that really matter in a relationship or in a partner. Mm. So in general, you know, I think I think marriage is an opportunity for people to build a life together but again some people you know you have to decide what's right for you and really have to look inside and say hey do do I see myself being able to compromise and make sacrifices with someone else mm-hmm. or do I like to be able to go at things on my own and you know, I don't really want to answer to uh, you know anyone else right so I got a question for you you said that it would not have been very favorable and auspicious for you if you were to get married at 25 or 26 or 27 why is that like were you not mature enough or I mean that's a great question because like you know I think for me I just wasn't mature enough Mm. like I didn't feel like one I had my own shit together like you know at 25 I was living at home with my parents I had just gotten fired from a job so you know I'm sitting there like how could I potentially make anyone else's life better at that point in my life like I was worried about about me um so I I think part of it was immaturity but you know part of it was just where I was at in my life and I didn't Mm -hmm. really have everything stuck together so uh you know it, it felt like I needed uh I needed to take care of myself before I could look for a true partner no, I, I hear you on that. That's um, that's pretty important to actually recognize, especially at a young age. I mean, because at 25, I mean, you're definitely considered a man. But even then, you know, there's there's things that you might not have all the answers to. So, like I said, that's pretty important to to discern and, and actually think of at an age, especially when, you know, marriage is on the table. Like you knew, you know, marriage at this point. It might not be for me. It might not work out in my favor if I'm going to end up propose or finding someone who I really care about propose, proposing and then getting married. So, yeah, that um, that's a pretty important key takeaway. I was going to say, in terms of marriage, um, do you think that it would have been, you know, more for you? I mean, like, do you think it would have been you? Or do you think more your uh, significant significant partner, like your do you significant think, other? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, do you think it would have been your like in wanting to be a husband? I get what you're saying. Would it have been my choice to get married? Yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. it my, my spouse's? Yeah. Choice? Or would, do you think it was more like just an equal? Yeah, I mean, it's a great point because you know, even as I said, I got more. I think we got engaged when I was was 31. So, you know, at that point, I had purchased my first house. I was, you know, in a more stable career. And, you know, I felt like I could support, uh, you know, someone. And I was ready for that type of compromise. But I was also enjoying myself, you know. So I was living with my brother. We were having a good time. You know, I was doing whatever I wanted. You know, no one bothering me, like. Yeah, you're being the dinner when I eat dinner. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) my man was being a quintessential bachelor. Like, yeah, so (laughs) come and go as I please. You know, my my wife changed my perspective. 
Mm. I think that's the, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably still be playing the game. Mm. You, you hear not, that, Justin? Man. Yeah, it's got to be the right woman. Like, you can't just give me, at least in my mind, bro, it's going to take somebody, you're going to have to have your shit together to tame me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> same, you, same, with like, yes. same with Bird. Same with Bird. It takes yeah. a special one. And I, I think that's important because you don't want to just rush into, because marriage itself is such a big deal. Like, you rush into it with the wrong person and your life can be quote unquote fucked like straight up. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Like, I wanted to, you mind like, if this is too personal, then you can just tell me now. But like, I'm just curious. Cause like me and Cedric talk a lot. Like, so obviously I don't know if you guys know I'm out in the dating field, but like, man, red flags be everywhere. And like a lot of the females that I do talk to, I feel like they try to make me feel bad for their situation. Like if you're not good with money, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not trying to use it for your money, but you're not about to get me in debt. You know, you can't control your spending or, you know, you just not good with money. Like, I mean, I had to learn to be better with money. Like I'm getting better, but that's a huge red flag to me. You know, like I can work. If you got a bad credit score, like, I mean, I had a bad credit score at one time, so I can, we can fix that. But like, if you just not good at with your money, like I'm like, I can't. So like when you were out there dating before you met your wife, you know, like, were those, like, red flags and stuff like that? Or, like, were, were you able to, like, because I know you say you compromised a lot. So what were some of the compromises you feel like you had to make when you decided that, you know, you found your wife? Yeah, you bring up you bring up a lot of good points there, Justin. I think, uh, you know, and I was out in, like, when I was out in the field, you know, just kind of playing the game, I didn't worry about any of that. Like, I didn't care what your credit score was. I was, <laughs> what did your backside look like? Like, it didn't really... <laughs> It didn't matter. Like, I never thought to even ask any of those questions. But, you know, you kind of get a feel for, you know, someone you want to be in a relationship with and actually build with and somebody you just, you know, trying to have some fun with and be ready to move on. Um, I think financially for me and, and my wife, we probably didn't ask all those questions. And that probably... You know, at the time when I decided to propose wasn't what was at the top of my mind. And okay. I'll, I'll be candid. You know, my wife's got her fair share of a student loan debt, like, like most of us do, but yeah. much more than I had. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I knew I was, you know, I was going to have to, to take that on with her. And, uh, you know, we recently purchased a house, you know, more part of that process. Like, you know, we could decide who, name the house is going to be in so we can you know get the best loan you know turned out when we looked at credit scores it was better if the house was just in my name so you know we had to deal with those things and that's part of you know being in a relationship but i don't fault someone for for having you know a bad credit score you know some of the things that that went on in in their past uh yeah you know it's really more about where they're at now Mm. the funny thing is my Mm. my wife she was we met she was frugal like you take her shopping and she's looking at the price tags or everything to see how much things cost. And my dumb ass was like, you know, if you like it, just buy it. <laughs> see how that's working for you now. <laughs> the, worst, the worst statement I've ever made. <laughs> she like, running it up on him. <laughs> man. I don't even like your price tags no more. Like, I don't care about like student loan debt. That's cool. It's just like other debt. Like, like, uh, certain individual like you getting loans out with your exes and stuff like that and like you know and they ain't paying them and you paying them and so now me and you get together we paying them versus yeah. you know so that's kind of where i mean like student loan debt i don't hold that against nobody but it's like that that like you could could have been controlled if you made smart decisions that's the debt like i care about i guess like student loan debt i mean I, i'm in student loan debt so i can't hold hold that against nobody right so, I mean, because I think it's probably safe to say that the number one cause for divorces is, is due to finances. Yeah, no, no, it so, is. That's so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely believe that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like when you meet a woman who doesn't have the best spending habits and, and whatnot, like you said, Justin, that draws a red flag for you. So it's like, you know, can I see past a pretty face? 
and, and, and move forward with this woman? Or am I going to be taking on such a huge burden with this woman because her debt is now going to become my debt? So it's like, and I know where right. you're at right now in your life, Justin, where that's not conducive to what you're trying to do right now with your life. That's not how you're trying to move. Like, But to be honest with you, I didn't really start caring until a female that I went out on a date with that was really smart, educated, and stuff like that. She straight up asked me. And it wasn't like she was trying to like get over on me or anything like that. She was just literally trying to see where I was at in life compared to where she was at. She asked me about a 401k. She asked me about a credit score, what I was trying to do. So it made me want to step my game up because like, to me, like, uh, we didn't work out because, like, I was moving and stuff like that. But, like, she was somebody that I would have actually considered pursuing just because of the conversation that we was having on a date. You know, like, you know, I feel like as, as we get older, I think the dating period becomes shorter because, like, you you ask, like, you don't feel like you're being intrusive because you ask these certain kind of questions up front. Like, hey, do you want kids? Hey, do you, you know, are you a family person and stuff like that? So, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, like some of the questions, like, uh, I guess I kind of do worry about and stuff like that, because, like, I only want to get married one time. And then also, like, I understand, like, when your financial situation is bad, it makes a lot of other things bad because you're constantly fighting. You're stressed out and stuff like that. And I think that leads to a lot of other things that can ruin a marriage. Mm. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point. It's funny, though, you know, me and my wife didn't open up joint account until about a year ago. Our finances were pretty separate. And you you think of like the traditions of of marriages in the past. And it was like, you know, the husband and wife, they both, you know, they all had the one account. Mm -hmm. I think marriage has changed in general nowadays where, you know, and I I think I heard it on your guys' last podcast. You know, you men and women are very independent. You know, they both mm-hmm. work, both spouses usually work now and mm-hmm. have their own dreams and aspirations. And it's important that you like talk through those things. So Justin, I agree with you. Like that's the dating game right now is you got to bet all of that out right up front. Right. Yeah. yeah. How your finances looking? Yeah. <laughs> Not what you look like naked, but how your finances. Yeah. Looking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. But I don't think that just, I think it just goes to show trust as well. If you're willing to show your money or, you know, willing to share your money, you know, both people, (laughs) but that can, that can bite your ass at the same time, you know, down the long run too. No, I didn't say like, don't tell me like the dollar amount or like this. I mean, you could talk about like, Hey, I'm maybe like, I like to invest. Like, these are some of the things I like to invest in. Like, I don't ever think you should give someone that you're not like, exclusive but like i wouldn't give them like that but like the conversation me and her had was just like she was like do you have one do you have this it was kind of like a yeah it was like yes or no kind of questions and then like what is your uh goals for the future like no i don't think you should be like sharing exact numbers or anything like that because no 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 but i'm just saying if you can um if you can if you're willing to you know open up a joint count right there that's all that's all i was saying but in any event um what do you think um, is the best uh, joy in terms of marriage for you? Best joy is, I mean, that's, it's someone having someone that has my back, like at all times, you know, uh, and being able to share in each other's accomplishments. Mm. You think of like growing up, you know, a lot of times people who care in your accomplishments the most are likely <laughs> your parents. And no one else really gives a shit, you know, what you accomplish in life. And you know, once you get married, you have someone who is going to go celebrate, you know, a promotion with you or you're buying a home with someone mm. uh, being able to have that. And then, you know, also someone who's, who's always looking out for you um, mm. and doing what's in your best interest. I can't count the amount of times my wife has pushed me to go to the doctor or heard someone talking about me and was like, nah, you don't talk about my husband. <laughs> you were both. She handled, she is my customer service, like advocate. I have an issue <laughs> as a star and like my wife is coming up there like Suge Knight, like <laughs> aggressive to give me what I needed. So like, you know, uh, waiter, he did not order this <laughs> every time. <laughs> and I used to get mad and frustrated, but I was like, it's you know what, nice. if she wasn't here, I was just going to go ahead and have the wrong order and deal with it because I'm not the type of person that's going to 
you know, cause a stink. So, you know, I found someone who's got, you know, the, the yin yang idea of yeah. is what I'm not. So. And vice right. versa. I'm assuming yeah, vice versa, exactly. of course. Exactly. Yeah. She needs somebody to reach up and grab something. <laughs> <laughs> My tall ass guy. You stupid. <laughs> Open them cars. <laughs> so what's your overall opinion? You said what, Justin? So what's your overall like view and opinion of marriage? I think it's like, I mean, I think marriage is a good thing. You know, I, again, like I, I, it doesn't work for everyone and mm-hmm. people change with time. You know, I've understood that you know, the person that I'm married is, has changed. You know, she, my wife has had a child and, you know, she's taken on different career aspirations and, you know, I've changed from the person I was too. So, you know, being able to to grow and communicate together is a great thing. You know, at the same time, you know, if my wife and I realized we were growing apart, you know, I would still want her to be happy. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. marriage isn't, um, you know, I know the idea of marriage is, is forever, but yeah. you know, I think today, today's world, you know, really nothing is forever. So, um, yeah communication is important and you know remembering that your partner is likely gonna grow and adapt as things change and things happen in life i think we saw a lot of that with the pandemic you know you think of people who did get divorced during that time and it was kind of like a a reassessment of your life you know you saw people leaving jobs they had been with for years because it was man life is a lot shorter and a lot more precious than maybe we all thought. And we don't maybe have as much time here as we thought we did. So, you know, make sure you're using the time you have. So I, I don't I don't think that people that get divorced should negatively speak on marriage. Just like I don't think people who are married should negatively speak about people who get divorced. Mm. But I have one more question. So um, like if you could take away the whole marriage and license and stuff like that, do you think you guys would still be in the same like loving relationship, having a child and, you know, family structure that you have? Like, if you didn't, like... Um... No, no, man. My wife would have left... My, life, my wife would have left me the first week we were married. <laughs> I I am not kidding. She never... We never would have moved in together. <laughs> I did not fit for the contract. And, I, and, you know, it's just... It was... It was tough. You know, the first year of marriage, like everyone tells you that first year is, is super tough. And like me and my wife had a, a very difficult time because we didn't live together prior to, you know, and I think Ooh. that's pretty common nowadays in marriage. People tend to you know, stay together for a period of time. And yeah. We had never lived together. And in fact, like, you know, one of us had lived with someone of the opposite sex. Uh, so it made it, you know, there was just a lot of challenges. And my wife moved 45 minutes away from her family and I was 10 minutes away from my brother. So, um, you know, there were added challenges of I'm too close to my family and she's so far away from her family. How do you manage that? What compromise can I make when we can't just pick up and leave? Um, So, you know, working through those things, and trying to communicate that first year, man, like we wouldn't. We wouldn't have made it if there wasn't a legal contract. Um, <laughs> but at least he's being honest, though. No, I mean, no, yeah, these, are, yeah. these are the things that a lot of, you know, um, engaged couples or just couples in general need to hear and need to understand. Because if this man here experienced that, I guarantee you that there are so many others because it is like when you first move in with the opposite sex, I mean, you guys have to really understand one another, like what, what's their biggest pet peeves, what, what ticks them off this and that. So it's, it's a culmination of different things that you have to manage and that shit can really be stressful. So, I mean, cause like my wife and I, we, we were living together a couple of years before we actually, you know, ended up getting married so we knew what each other quirks were what what things grinded our gears with one another you know i shit i there's some time some days where i just like hey let me back up because she might end up kicking the shit out of me so so, (laughs) like like let me go uh 
let me go sleep on the couch just in case, man, because I'm not trying to get stomped out of my sleep, man. I don't need that black Air Force One energy in my oh, life right man. now. <laughs> just keep it in the bed. You man. feel me? The other day, my wife was like, I've never kicked you out of the bed. And I'm like, no, you, you're right. You have never kicked me out of the bed. But you've sure made that bed so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I ain't sleeping here tonight. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to sleep with one eye open. I at least yeah. want a chance. <laughs> yeah. No, same here. Like, I've never been forced to, to sleep um, elsewhere. But, you know, I'm just like, listen, I'll just see myself out. Like, <laughs> it is what it is at that point. And I think that's, that's totally normal. So, <laughs> yeah. That's totally normal. Shit, you don't want to go out like that. But yeah, man, those are I, I'm I appreciate you shedding light to that because those are real life things that a lot of husbands and wives need to to realize that that shit's gonna happen sooner or later. So yeah, and the more <laughs> you you fight it off, like the worse that fight becomes too. So yeah, yeah, you know, addressing problems before they become like. You know, screaming matches, you get good at that. When we were first married, it was, you know, you hold everything in. You just think the other person knows you're angry. It's Correct. like, nah, you got to, like, sit down and really talk. Ask the right question. Yeah. And, right, <laughs> and, and listen. And oh, <laughs> listening. You guys is... asked about the compromise. It's like, that's the compromise is like, dang, I got to listen and, and maybe behave differently based off of what you said, not just uh, <laughs> yes. you're kind of doing what you want and expecting someone to deal with it. I know that's, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that a lot of couples go through. Like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to ignore. And you would think that ignoring would make the situation better. You're thinking that they, the other, you know, your spouse might cool off, but no, nah, you're going to have to sit down and communicate, listen here and, and talk through everything and, and not take everything to heart too. So uh, that's mm-hmm. the biggest compromise. It's communi- it's, it's, yeah, communication, but especially putting your pride aside as a husband, as a man. That's the toughest one right there, man. You got to swallow your own pride. So, or not be petty. Damn. Yeah, man. Because I, <laughs> I'll, bro, I'll, I'll be out. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what made you want to be a husband? I didn't. you know like you know people have like the dreams of like you know i want to i want to be a dad i want to be a husband and and all these things and like i never had like i never had those dreams in fact like the pageantry of a wedding like makes me sweat right now and was (laughs) at my wedding (laughs) what i'm talking about but uh (laughs) we're not gonna say anymore say no yeah yeah but uh, yeah, so it was never something that like I was, it wasn't on my radar. Like I was just kind of worried about myself. And like I said, I was just I met the per- type of person that one challenged me. You know, my wife, when we first met, like she showed me zero interest, like zero play. So you know the fact that I had to kind of fight for her attention, and I had. Um, you know, all of a sudden, now I have this woman who really does care about me. It felt like I needed to do the right things. And, you know, I knew what her dreams were. So it was like, you know, I want to be a part of that. So that's really what it was for me. If it wasn't her, I'd be single right now. <laughs> mm. No, nah, man, that's a, uh, I mean, that's an honest take right there. Because, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on well, actually, it's more like 60-40 on this, um, on this stance for me. Like, as a male, I don't think I've ever heard a lot of men grow up and say, man, one of my dreams is to be married. Have any of you yep. guys ever heard that? No. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking. This no. is anecdotal. This is just for me. I mean, I don't, I don't, I never, it's, yeah. Like, if I was to ask a guy, hey, man, you know, what are your dreams and aspirations? I will maybe hear, hey, I would love to have, you know, children. But as far as getting married, no, nah, I've never like heard that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Um, I would say I wanted to have kids so that, like, I, they could be athletes or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. God, I yeah. have it's like, that's the farthest from my point of view. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never, 
you're right, said like no one, no guy necessarily thinks of that, at least as far as no. I know. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't know. These new had their wedding planned it out. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> These Gen Zs, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, of course, Justin, you know, times are changing. Um, that's something that maybe needs to, I don't know if it needs to be addressed a little bit more, but I mean, I mean, some a lot of men are you know, I don't know, maybe not seeing the, the true benefit of, of marriage. And I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. Um, it's just kind of like what Bird was saying, like at, at a point in his life, he, it just wasn't, you know, uh, in his future or on a table for him. But as time progressed, as he got older, as he matured and he found the right person at the right time, you know, things started mm-hmm. to bloom and blossom and cherish on their own. And, he, you know, both of them, you know, both he and his wife had to nurture that relationship into a marriage and to also maintain it, too. So, you know, it, it's like he was saying earlier in, in the episode, it's it's not for everybody. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, Bert, I got a quick question for you, man. So I know that you said that, you know, you um, started to court your wife and you got zero play. Um, how did you guys I mean, I know how you guys met, but. For those who don't know, I mean, how did you and your wife meet? Because I think it's a pretty interesting story, especially, you know, where you guys started meeting and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I love telling the story. So, <laughs> um, yeah, for those that don't know, I worked with the Detroit Pistons for 17 years. Ooh. And mm-hmm. I was there, like, um, I was in charge of all the ball boys. I was, like, an assistant equipment manager. And my wife, who also... Um, she was on the dance team with the Pistons uh, years prior to us actually meeting. Um, but because of those relationships, she kind of knew her way around the venue. And this was back when the team was was at the Palace. And she was uh, competing in Miss Michigan pageants. And they had invited all of the Miss Michigan contestants to come to the Pistons game. So mm-hmm. her and her friend had snuck backstage and um, you know, they were walking down the hallway and I'm walking down the other way. And I think they got the sense that I was going to tell them they had to leave. But, you know, I took the opportunity to, to introduce myself. Yeah, my, uh, man. <laughs> my man. Okay. Shooters always shoot, right? <laughs> Shooters always shoot, right? Uh, you know, I introduced myself and. They were very interested. Well, at least one of her friends was very interested in meeting a player, which was like, you know, you out. So (laughs) (laughs) she's looking for the bag. (laughs) Uh, And and she was just kind of like, you know, chit-chatting, I think trying to just make sure she wasn't going to get kicked out by me. And she asked about, you know, how she could get her cousin to be a ball boy. And, you know, I said, hey, will you have, you're talking to the right person, you know, give me your number. And it was the last home game of the season. So I knew if she gave me your number, she was going to stay in touch with me at least until next season to have her cousin be a ball boy. So thank you. (laughs) I, you know, just carefully along the way and over the next few days, weeks, I was texting her, seeing how things were going. And she ultimately, uh, was was not interested at the time. She was, you know, this is not the right guy. I, whatever it was, mm. she wasn't feeling it. Uh, but my persistence and, and what I learned in recruiting, you know, <laughs> paid off. Uh, well, and just having those careful touch points and, you know, keeping in touch, seeing how things were going. And actually what kind of hit things off is I cut her off. So mm. I was just feeling like, hey, every time I reach out, you like really shady. So I just stopped talking to her. And <laughs> then she started texting me like, oh, man, this dude I've been texting who I want my cousin to be a ball boy for. Like, I got to keep in touch with him. He just bounced. And so at that point, it was like, you know, the rest is, is kind of history. So okay. I had my gotcha right. moment. Yeah. <laughs> my man reeled her oh. back in. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you one thing, man. Women don't like being ignored. <laughs> no, especially once you set them up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. You said what? 
got to take these lessons down. Right, right man. <laughs> jot them down. Jot them down. <laughs> man, recruiting was the best tool I ever learned when it came to actually courting women. A G2, some serious, right? <laughs> People love talking about themselves, and you just ask questions, and the yeah. rest kind of you know, works for you. Exactly, right? man. Man, yeah, that's I, I mean, I, I love hearing that story because I remember, you know, because we oh, used to yeah. work together and you would come back and, you know, you, like, man, I'm about to go on a date. And we all like, what? OK, OK, Vern, <laughs> OK. So, I mean, to, to see you guys from that moment in time to where you guys are now, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people should, you know, take a glance at because there are a lot of joys. There are a lot of you know, uh, high points that a lot of people could take away from a great story just like yours, man. I mean, I mean, for the fact that you both worked for the Pistons, that's that's pretty dope. So, um, I mean, let me ask you this. Uh, take us through when you proposed, like what was going on through your mind, and everything, because I mean, personally and again, everything that I that I bring up is always anecdotal, personal experience, like. You want to get that ring off you as quickly as possible. And you just want to hope that she says, yes, you just crossing your fingers. I know you were sweating. And I remember seeing the pictures on on Facebook and what you showed us and everything, but like, take us through when you actually proposed, like what was going through your mind, man. I don't know if you had any backup plans or anything like that, but yeah, walk us through that if you can, or if you remember, I know know you're a little old and whatnot, but (laughs) I'll stop me out. (laughs) Uh, no, man, it was a it was a great moment. Like I remember, I remember everything except for what the fuck I actually said. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it. Uh, you know, my wife was having knee surgery coming up, and it was the end of the year, and um, she knew she was going to be kind of laid up for a little while. So it was, hey, let's plan a night to go out and get dressed up, and like she still to this day thinks that she planned that night to happen (laughs) (laughs) little did she know that i had already set it up i had already talked to her mom and like we had we had planned it but in her mind we wanted her to feel like she set up this night where we were going to go out you have a good night out (laughs) and all this so um we went out to dinner and i got that ring in my pocket the whole time in and like you know, I'm getting up to go to the bathroom to like just check and make sure it's still there. <laughs> Give yourself like, a pep kind of talk. At it the yeah. time, like. And uh, so then I didn't propose at dinner. So I think maybe she had got a slight idea that I may propose. So the fact that we just left dinner and I was like, hey, you want to go home? And she was like, okay. <laughs> so we start driving home and I'm like, oh crap, I got to stop here at 7 Eleven. And I pull over because I was waiting for a phone call. I had had one of my ball boys at the palace that night. And he was had set up like kind of like a thing for us to propose for me to propose. Mm-hmm. And so he calls me and he makes it seem urgent. Like my man was perfect. He was like, hey, there's a huge emergency. Water's leaking everywhere. Can you come up here and, and help me out? So I'm like, you know, hey, do you want to? I asked my wife or my girlfriend at the time, hey, you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, I guess, because she just wanted to see the palace locker room, really. And so we walked down the hall and my man had it all set up with like water and towels everywhere. And it was at that moment where I was like, I'm actually going to have to say words. (laughs) And like, I couldn't (laughs) think of anything. (laughs) So we get down to the end of the hallway and Luckily, I don't think she realized what I was saying either. Like she was kind of out of it, but I said something. And then I got down on one knee and, and proposed that you know she started crying and it worked out. It worked out perfect, but like for the life of me, I don't know what words I said. <laughs> I just I do remember saying, like, will you marry me? But like you don't think about that. You don't nah. think that, like, oh, you actually have something else you should say before you say, Will you marry me? Right, that's what's up, man. Hey, your your ball boy, he threw you the lob though, man. Right? <laughs> the best LU because this is nine ten o'clock too, so he had to like drive out there and, and, and wait. So yeah, that was my man, still my man. Shout out to him for that. 
So, so far uh, in your marriage right now, what has been the biggest challenge that you guys have faced together? Biggest challenge? Man, I would say, you know, prior to our son being born, it was probably just really our, our communication. Okay. Um, you know, I think myself, I was very much like, you know, I, I try to, I'm pretty quiet. I'm more of an introvert. My wife's definitely more of an extrovert. So, uh, you know, our communication was, was, wasn't the greatest. I think since then, you know, just raising our child has been the biggest challenge, but also the most rewarding thing that we, we've had in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but like raising kids, it, it, it's, it's tough, man. Like speak even when you it. got a partner to do it together, like I said, I know you can speak on it, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a challenge for your time. You know, you think of compromising with your spouse Ooh. and now you're really compromising your time with your child. And you got to have a plan every day. It's like, where are you going to be at this time specifically? Uh, you know, me and my wife didn't eat dinner most nights till nine o'clock. It's like, our son got to be asleep by like eight thirty, so we got to plan dinner earlier. And yeah, just like that whole like that was really like the becoming adult moment. Where it was like, okay, I got to like have dinner ready at five o'clock. We got to keep our house clean. Like our house was a freaking mess, like with kids stuff everywhere. It's like who wants to clean the house after you've worked all day, dealt with yeah. the kids? Like leave that mess for later. But like <laughs> someone got to get to it now. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, specifically for me, I think one of the biggest challenges when you incorporate children into a marriage and you're building your family, expanding your family, parenting styles right there. Mm. Like, like Bird, your, your son just turned two. So when he gets older, you know, there's probably going to be things that your wife fulfills you guys can be a little lenient on where you feel that you got to be a little more strict on and vice versa. So there's going to be times where y'all clash. Cause you know, I got a six and a nine year old and I mean, fellas like Justin and Dempsey, you know, like they, they go at it. Like often every day they go at it. They wake <laughs> up, they get out of, they get out of bed bullshitting and just going in on one another. I'm like, damn, it's seven 30 in the morning. So yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, I just want to let you know, um, when your son gets a little older, you guys probably already experiencing it now, but when he gets older and when you guys have more kids, if you have more kids, that is, yeah, that's probably going to be another big challenge too. So, you know, I just want to give you the, the heads up on that. So, Yeah, no, nah, yeah, you, you're right, sir. This already started like <laughs> technology in kids, like, you know, yeah. It's so much different than when we were kids. Like you had toys, that was it. Yeah. Now these kids have like tablets and stuff. My, my kids just as tech savvy as I am. Yeah. You know, like that's all he wants to do, and you know, you gotta you gotta be able to pull that back sometimes. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Like yeah, that's a challenge. Hmm. No, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad that you're already experiencing it because. <laughs> I can't be the only it's one out here work. in the street. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be the only one out here in the street saying <laughs> that's raising my hand, asking people to help because this shit is whew. yeah, cool, cool. Uh, hey man, we you know, I got one other quick question, and you know, we'll we'll get you out of here uh as you sip your drink that you're sure that someone else has spit in. <laughs> <laughs> A soda. <laughs> uh Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. So hey man, um I mean, what advice would you give to those who are either engaged or newlyweds about marriage as a whole? Like anything that you could uh, impart these individuals with any words of wisdom that you can give them? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I go back to the idea of of compromise. And it's funny, that was actually I got that from my dad. My dad, when we sat down, um, and, you know, he knew I was planning on know proposing he told me he's like you know marriage is is about compromise and at the time he said it it made no sense to me I was like yeah cool compromise so I think you know I would add a little bit more context to to what that means and you know, I think part of it is it is shared sacrifice and uh, you know I think that's a big part of 
uh, building trust too, um, is that ability to, to compromise. Um, also just communication is, yeah. is a big part of, of trying to compromise. So I think all of that goes to say that, you know, whatever ideas you, you bring to the marriage are likely not going to be what plays out unless that's exactly what your spouse wants. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, there needs to be a conversation. More than likely, your spouse has a different view than you do. And that doesn't mean you guys can't work through those issues. You know, you mm-hmm. got to fight. You got to fight. You know, marriage is definitely not like a physical altercation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Ike and Tina. It's a fight of will. You know, like you have to have the will to like stay in it and work through it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, you might as well get out early and save some money. <laughs> My man is speaking facts, though. I mean, like, I I can't challenge any of your points. I mean, because they're all 100% accurate. So, <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, it's, it is compromise. Sometimes it's 50-50. Sometimes it might be 80-20. Sometimes it might be 100-0. It's, you know, there's going to be times where you, you just have to meet that person either in the middle or you're going to have to do all of it or she's going to have to do all of it. So, but no, you're right, man. I mean, marriage is mainly what you make it so so in everybody's marriage i'll say this say real quick everyone's marriage yeah. is different right like yeah. you've been married you marry i'm married like our marriages are likely like different you know like who's got different responsibilities within the house like don't compare yourself to other people's marriage. yeah that happens all the all, time on, like social media like you hear people you know people show all these different things that they got going on in their marriage you really have no clue what's going on at really all. inside that marriage. Uh, so like don't look zero. at the pictures and say, mm-hmm. oh, they must be really happy. They could be miserable as fuck. Yeah. Right. She up here putting makeup on her eyes and stuff to hide. Because <laughs> exactly. you've been going upside her head. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to lie. Man, my bad, man. I know. <laughs> Whenever bird is around, man, we just <laughs> that's all we did at work. You gonna blame me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Let me go and get the shit not. No, Ted, no. you get the boat hater of the year. Bro. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Man. Um, Bird, so we're at the tail end of the episode, man. And what we do is we have ourselves a pop culture theme of the week. You could pick anything in the world, as long as it is uh, a pop culture reference that powered you through the week. So if you have anything, it could be, you know, athlete, musician, book, movie, actresses, actors, whatever. So, yeah, I got my I got my boy. Oh, OK. On the wall here. Newly you know, enshrined. Uh, the... You know, H.O.F. for yeah. life. Um, my boy, Ben Wallace, I listened to his like he only gave like a five minute speech. He's been my man was cooking to the point, but um, <laughs> You know, Ben Wallace has always been someone I looked up to, even when I was just a kid as a ball boy. And like, you know, I think what he spoke in his presentation, in his speech was was kind of uplifting and it mm-hmm. speaks to marriage. So it speaks to the point of, you know, he was talking about, he, let me walk, let me carry you as long as I can go. Mm-hmm. And then you carry me the rest of the way. Right. So it was that shared sacrifice. Yeah. Ben Wallace is, is that's like. That's my hero, man. Man, that's what's up right there. I can appreciate that. Hey, uh, is that Black Santa? <laughs> that is, man. In the building. Oh, man. Oh, hell no. I've been in living color. <laughs> oh, man. That is, that's insane. Uh, good still time. bringing me good luck this day, son. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Dempsey, what about you, man? Uh, this was a story that I heard that's going around actually about the the TikTok about um, I guess the um, was it pe- teenagers going around stealing stuff that's going on was it it's either like in in the schools I don't know if you guys heard about this or not I did I did hear about that yeah 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 what? so <laughs> yep um, that's like a TikTok thing you're supposed to steal something from the school and then uh, like post it or something. 
Yep. Yep. So I don't, I guess TikTok itself responded and there's obviously encouraging, you know, them not to do it, but chances are they're going to keep doing it anyway. So that is, <laughs> oh, these kids not... like I told you, this dude's out here playing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, no. So for me, I am going to say, um childish gambino's red bone that was um you know i was playing that uh, a couple of times throughout the week man i I just forgot how much of a good song that is so i mean i I love his music but yeah that's that's mine i love that song that's that's one of my jams all right Um, because of today's episode i'm gonna do uh let's get married by jacket edge (laughs) yes i know a lot of people got married to that song, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a jam, man. It's, it's a wedding jam. You gotta know. Remember all that? Everybody was listening to it at their wedding. Yeah, yeah, uh, with the Rev Run remix on. Yeah, there. oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because that used to be that's the, the um, that's the way it is by uh, Run yeah. DMC. Mm-hmm. They sampled that. So yeah, okay, all right, Justin, okay. Cool. People jamming onto it, knowing they about to them like they gonna get divorced in two oh! months. <laughs> <laughs> you say shit, man. <laughs> But you have it at the wedding, free food, free liquor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Oh, cool, cool. Well, Bird, man, we appreciate you for, for coming through and uh, chopping it up with us for the one time, one time, man. Um, yeah, Thanks we want me. Yeah, Thanks absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, we wanted to make it a little, um, we wanted to make it a, just a little bit more sunshine because, I mean, Man, I think some hearts were, were turning a little bit cold with the divorce episode. So, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, a lot of people can can take some take some things away from this episode after listening to you. No, props to you guys, man. I, I appreciate you guys doing this and bringing me on. But uh, you know, I think this is a big thing. Said, you know, I, I got I got friends that I've had since since day one, and uh, getting them together on a regular basis and talking and chopping it up is the hardest thing in the world. So. Yes, you know, sir. Props to you guys for keeping y'all relationships and keeping in touch. So yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, with that being said, we, you know, this platform is is yours. If you ever want to come through and and get anything off your chest, or if you got something that you want to talk about, man, just let us know, man. We'd be more than happy to have you come back, man. So we do appreciate it. For sure, man. Thank I'd you. love to come back. Cool, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Till next time. Peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.